From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. Our parliamentary segment that we're going to go to now, uh, which is Rob Hutchinson. He is from DS South Africa, and he comes every single week to talk to us about what's going on in Parliament. Uh, Rob, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Good morning, Benji. I'm fantastic. Well, I trust you are too. Yes, very, very well. Um, Rob, an issue that is close to the hearts of uh, many South Africans, uh, which is electricity, or sometimes one might say the lack thereof, um, and and been some very uh, kind of already contentious things going around emergency supply, and ESCOM is always in the news. And so now we are having some some regulations coming out of Parliament in relation to electricity. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, we've seen this this uh, kind of move before, and what they've done is they've made amendments to the electricity generation and distribution regulations, and especially around embedded generation. So what embedded generation is described as the small-scale production of power connected within the electricity distribution network and located close to the place of consumption. So what this means is... Um, it's a regulation that affects uh, businesses, uh, doctors' rooms, shopping centres, and even home generation of, of electricity, and how it must be licensed and registered with with NERSA. So what they're saying is that any uh, generation capacity up to 10 megawatts um, does not have to be licensed. However, it must be registered with with the regulator, which is which is NERSA. Now, previously we saw this, it was set at around one megawatt, where anything above one megawatt had to be licensed, anything below had to be registered, and all they've done is they've lifted the threshold now from one megawatt to 10 megawatts. However, the concern around this for, for home users and for businesses is that anything below 10 megawatts must be registered with NOSA when it's generating power or if it's generating power and connected to the network. So, for instance, we had a, a power failure in our, in our uh, area over the weekend. We were without power for 10, 10 hours. I had to plug a, a generator into, into our power, switch the generator on. That generator at that moment would need to be registered with, with NOSA according to these regulations as it is under 10 megawatts. Wouldn't have to be licensed, but it would have to still nonetheless be, be registered. So there's a number of concerns around this, um, you know, particularly for uh, larger producers such as mines and smelters and, and rather uh, heavy users of, of electricity who it's in their best interest to produce their own electricity. However, now they need to uh, license anything above above 10 megawatts. So, so not really then fully focused in on the on, on really the home users. This is this is really more aimed at industrial users to take to take pressure off the grid. Am I reading that correctly? 
Well, it has it has a benefit, and it, there's also a, a consequence as well. So the benefit is definitely now um, anybody up to the, the, the threshold has been lifted from one megawatt to ten megawatts, which makes it easier for uh, industrial users to to actually generate their own electricity without having to pay license fees. However. What it does mean, and they still haven't corrected this, is anything below 10, 10 megawatts, which goes right down to your most basic uh, UPS even, for home users, does need to be registered with, with NERSA. So it, it's, it's a, I can see where the, the move comes from. It's related to the splitting of ESCOM. And I think the general uh, energy landscape is moving to uh, microproducers and away from a decentralized, uh, away from a centralized power producer to a, a decentralized micro, microproducers, which makes sense in the long run. But, you know, we've got to loosen up other regulations to allow home users and industry to uh, feed back into the grid. Um, in a safe, in a safe way, and that will only solve the, the, the country's problems at the end of the day. So I think this might be a step in the right direction for businesses, but there are some major concerns about the registration for uh, home users and, and so on. Yeah, I mean that does seem, um, to, to put it mildly, a little bit insane. You know, your UP, the small UPSs barely are producing any power at all, and they're really just there for when ESCOM doesn't do its job. So to have a job. Giant registration for those, it's kind of doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. Just like a lot of unnecessary admin. Totally, totally. And that's, you know, one thing our government's not great at is, is handling large amounts of, of admin in that, in that sense. If every home user or micro user had to register the UPS, which is what this, what this uh, regulation is uh, stating indirectly, then how are they going to handle that process? And it's not even clear how you would register with, with nurse at the stage. There's no mention of any process or, or so on. So, what they should do is amend this um, regulation then to exclude those home users. And instead of increasing the threshold to 10 megawatts, say between 5,500 watts or between uh, 10,000 watts and up to 10, 10 megawatts, there should be a, a, a clear definition of what needs to be registered and what doesn't need to be registered. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so go. You can have your say when it comes to electricity on uh, on dear South Africa. Uh, now, um, Rob, what is coming up uh, in your show um, on, on, on Wednesday? Uh, you, we have dear Parliament. You've been having some, some fiery guests. What can people be looking <laughs> forward to next week? Yes, indeed. We have, have been having some definitely fiery guests with some uh, controversial topics. And uh, continuing that thread uh, next week as well, uh, last week we had a, a fantastic conversation with Robert uh, Dagan, who's a, a very well-known uh, political analyst and quite outspoken on uh, critical theory and you know, those uh, contentious topics there. And we got halfway through a conversation there and then realized this is definitely more than, than a single conversation. So we're going to be continuing that conversation next week. Um, the week before we had a controversial one as well, which was, uh, old Nick Hudson from, from Panda talking about regulations. And yeah, you know, you've got to present the both sides of the story uh, to to get a to get a critical view of of everything. It's you know, try and push the boundaries and let the listeners decide at the end of the day. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, Rob Hutchinson, um, busy chatting to us about what is going on in Parliament. Uh, Rob, if people want to comment, as always, they can go and do it uh, on the website. Absolutely. Absolutely. DearSouthAfrica.co.za. Very convenient spot there where you can see what's current and out, out for comment and have your say on policy and amendments before they are actually implemented. And each and every comment is registered and must count towards towards the final decision-making process. And we make sure it does. Well, there you go. Rob Hutchinson there. He is from Dear South Africa, joins us every week. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh, we'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you, Benji. Have a wonderful week ahead.